0: Um, so since uh, uh, tonight is still um, Rosh Chodesh, uh, and I was looking for something, uh, believe it or not, which would be a little bit um, straightforward to uh, to prepare, so I would be able to do so with uh, given my time constraints uh, today. So, what uh, we have over here is um, the topic of saying hello on Rosh Chodesh. So, saying hello on Rosh Chodesh. It's certainly something that we, uh, that we take for granted in the way we do so is something which we assume is straightforward in halacha and it's something which everybody is used to. Uh, but the truth is, is that there's actually a lot of discussion related to the recitation of halal on, uh, on Rosh Hodesh. And we're going to see a number of those, uh, those issues. So the issues range from whether halal should be said or not. Uh, if it is said, do you say it with a bracha or not? Uh, if you do say it with the bracha, um, what is the uh, the correct wording for that uh, that bracha? And uh, uh, one, uh, assuming that we have time, so one uh, interesting thing, or if we have too much time, so we have uh, one interesting thing which is going to show up at the uh, at the end, an interesting idea about Musaf on Rosh Chodesh, which Mecharusa shared with me uh, um, earlier this week. Okay, but the the screen is there in front of you. The sources are there in front of you. Looks okay. Good. Excellent. So, uh, the tour says as follows. So, the tour is often where we go to for the beginning of a halachic discussion. He presents the, the basic issues, and you get to find out what the uh, what the, uh, the the issues are in any given halacha. <clears throat> so, here in the halachas of Rosh Chodesh, the tour says v'karina halel and we read we say halo. So he's, he's, the tour is following the sequence of the day. So he finished shachris. he finished talking about Yala V'yavo and shachris, And then he says, and then we read Hallel. Then he says, Now regarding the recitation of Hallel, there are many opinions. Some people say that if a person is davening by himself or herself, so you would not say Hallel at all on Rosh Chodesh. Hallel would not be said on Rosh Chodesh by yourself. But if you are together with the Tzibor, you're in Shul together with the Tzibor, then you would go ahead and you would say the, uh, you, you would say it. And then, And when it's going to be said as part of the Tzibor, so we say the Bracha beforehand, as well as the bracha afterwards. The bracha afterwards is the paragraph of Yehalelucha all the way until the end. So that is opinion number one. An individual by himself does not say it, only the tzibor says it. chile ben The second opinion says that there is no distinction between an individual and the tzibor. U'shneim And regardless of whether you're by yourself or you're with the tzibor, it's going to be said without the bracha. So the second opinion maintains that it's always said, but you never say a e bracha on halal on Rosh Chodesh, as we're going to emphasize. This is unique to halal on Rosh Chodesh. Everybody's going to agree that on yant if you say a bracha, but on Rosh Chodesh, perhaps not. For Rabbeinu Tam So Rabbeinu Tam uh, uh, expresses opinion number three. He agrees with the second opinion that we don't differentiate between an individual and a tzibur. And in both cases, O'mri Mosel, He says, not only do we say Hallel, but he is also of the opinion that we're going to say a brach on Hallel. Even, any, even if you don't have a tzibur, people are by themselves in their home. If you remember the Rosh uh, Chodesh uh, Nisan 2020, when everybody was davening by themselves, uh, by themselves. so according to Rabbeinu Tam, each individual would go ahead and say Hallel, and they would say it with a brachon. And the tour says, my father, the Rush, agrees with her Tam, that it's recited whether you're by yourself or whether you're with a tzibur, and you say a bracha on it. And the bracha that we're going to say is Likros that we're going to say the bracha to read Hallel. And we end with the, uh, the, the, the ending paragraph, which is not really part of Halel in the sense that it is not part of Tehillim, but it's a paragraph of Yalucha. the Kakhas of Amram, and of Amram go who has one of the earliest Sidurim. This is the way, this is his version. Mm-hmm. And then he says, he adds in another factor, which up until this point, nobody had mentioned this. either. Up until now, you're saying Hallel, you're not saying Hallel, you're saying the Brach, you're not saying Hallel. Nobody said anything about skipping paragraphs in Hallel. Now, at the end, we say, V'kari noso bedilu now the Torah says that we read it, we read it with a little bit of skipping. What does it mean, a little bit of skipping? Shemaschilin So we begin with the beginning of how the opening paragraph of Halal. al And we go ahead and we read until the the, uh, the words lolanu, and then we skip the paragraph of Lolanu, or that part that part of the paragraph Lolanu, Umaschilin Hashem and then we go ahead and we say Ashem Zuchharani yivarech. The Koran, and we read that, or we sing that, And then we go ahead and we skip the paragraph of, So this is the presentation of the tour. So as you mentioned at the outset, so there is a discussion whether it's said or whether it's not said. Do you say it with a bracha or do you not say it with a bracha? Is it said only in the uh, as it tzibor or as an individual? And then we have the issue of skipping around in hollow, what we call half hollow. Half hollow is a concept which is now introduced by uh, for Rosh Chodesh. Okay, so now to understand a number of these different opinions, where they come from and what their, uh, what their uh, perspective is, what it's based on. So we actually have a short little passage from the Gemara in Tainus. Short little passage of the Gemara in Tainus actually addresses, this is like the earliest source we have for the recitation of Halal on Rosh Chodesh. And the Gemara tells a fascinating story. So this is Tainus, Chav Chesem Beis. The Gemara relates, Rav ikla le-Bavel. So Rav happens to visit Bavel, let's say Rosh Chodesh utter base just for random sake, because it's Rosh Chodesh, and he's in shul on Rosh Chodesh, and rather than going from Khazar to, uh, Sashatz to, uh, to Kriya Satora, so all of a sudden they go ahead and they start saying halo. So Rav, Rav turned his sitter to Kriya Torah, and uh, uh, everybody else goes ahead and starts halo. Now, Saver Lafsukinu, so Rob says, because this was not Rav's practice, obviously he had never really experienced this before. That the Tzibur is going to be saying hawa on Rosh Todesh. so he thought that they were making some sort of error, and he was prepared to go ahead and clap on the bima and say Shastil, Shastil, shastil. tell everybody to quiet down because it's time for Kriya satari. He was going to stop them from mm-hmm. uh, from reading. But Keva d'chaza to come a dalgi deluge. When he saw that they didn't say the entire hollow, they skipped around, like what we call half hollow. So when he observed that they were saying half hollow, Amar, so then Rav said, okay, it's not so bad that they're saying hollow, Amar, the fact that they're saying half hollow rather than a full hollow. So that's an indication that they're not, they're not saying hollow because they maintain it's obligatory that there's a mitzvah, there's any sort of chiyuv there's any sort of obligation to go ahead and say hello, they must be saying hello because it's a minug that they have here in this place called Bavel. And if that's their minug, so they could go ahead and they could do what their, their minug is. So that is a, a,
1: a question for you two a things. Second. First of all, uh, when it says that Rav w- um, was visiting, um, uh, um, I'm thinking it. it uh, we're we saying he's from Eretz Israel and he was uh, it, it going there because I thought he was later. And, um, uh, Robin weren't they later? And and by this time, the temple was destroyed and the, the expulsion had taken place.
0: Yeah, so uh, I'm very bad with the uh, geograf- uh, with the uh, the biographies. Um, sometimes Nasi sits in the room here with the Art Stroke Index volume, uh, and he reads through it. Uh, so he would be really the authoritative one to ask about this. But in there, even if there is, there's there's a fellow who lives in Eretz Yisrael who's known as Shas Kohn, because of his expertise in reading Shas. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and he has, he put out a small, he may have put out more than that since then, but once upon a time, he put out a small safer. And one of the things that he talked about in the safer is that Bovel is the name of a country the name of a region, as well as the name of a specific city. Uh, so okay. here, it may be that even though Rav lived in the region called Bavel, he was this on this particular occasion, he was visiting the city called Bavel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's why uh, you know something was going on, which was unusual for him.
1: Uh, and the other question I was going to ask is, usually it's Rav and Shmuel who are, when we see them, they're the ones who are debating things. And when uh-huh. we see that he is disputing this, or is this an indication that Shmuel had a different opinion, or would
0: what? Um... Yeah, I, I don't know if I, if I would infer anything from here. This happens to be a, an incident where uh, Rav was scholar in residence in this place called Bovel. Okay. So Shmuel wasn't there, so uh, okay. so Shmuel didn't weigh in on this uh, on this uh, on this incident. Okay. Thank you. No problem. Okay, so now what do, we, what do we do with this Gemara and what is this going to mean? Mm-hmm. So now, Tosos and Brachos goes ahead uh, and addresses this. Tosos, I mean, there's a few Tosos in Shas. There's a few places in Shas where the Gemara uh, enumerates. It says that there's 21 days during which or upon which uh, in a, an individual completes Hallel. And if you add up all the days of Yant, if the eight days of Sukkis and the eight days of Hanukkah, and the first day of, it's 16, the first day of Pesach, the first day of Shavuos, um... Oh, no. It's 18 in Eretz Yisrael and 21 in Chuzar. That's what it is. 21 in so then you get two-day yantis. So you get an extra three days, uh, three days out of that. So, uh, so But the, the, the language is that Yachid Gomer Ben Esa halo that an individual completes Hallel. So Tosos, there's a large Tosos here in Brachos here on Yud Daladim and Aleph, where he goes through the, uh, all of the ramifications of that and what the meaning is. And he says, and we're sort of jumping in the middle over here, the also says, I feel low. Uh, So the implication is that there's only 21 days that an individual would complete Hallel. And that implies, if you take that Gemara literally, that implies that in Rosh Chodesh, you wouldn't be saying Hallelujah. Don't read it all. Vikhain mashma, and this is also implied the peric Basra the Tinus, in the last Parak of Tinus, that's the source which we just read. Rav Ekelabhava, Rav Kamsabava, Khazanu Kakaru b'Rosh Chodesh, She saw that they were saying Halal on Rosh Chodesh. Savra he was going to stop them. So what does the Gemara mean? Now explains Tosos, so Now he's adding interpretation out to the Gemara. And he says, Parish, shall you sober, shall you go? He was fearful. His initial thinking was, oh my gosh, they're going to go ahead and they're going to say a full hollow. And then what happens? When he went ahead and saw that they were saying what we call half hollow, he was skipping a couple of paragraphs, and they only said half hollow. So then Rav was at ease. He said, okay, it's not a big deal. Low big deal. Sh'ma minam minigavaseem that it must be that the reason why they're saying this half halal is because it's a minog which they have in this region. And if they want to have a minog to go ahead and meet some uh, kapitzlach of Tehillim, so they could do so. So, Alma, so what do we see though, says Tosos? That on those days where halal is not completed, so obviously, Rob was of the opinion. He had never said Hallel on Rosh Chodesh before. That's why he was shocked when he visits this place, and they're saying Hallel. So clearly, you can't argue that there's an obligation to say Hallel on Rosh Chodesh. Otherwise, Rob certainly would have been familiar with that, uh, that practice. So clearly, he was not. Okay, so why do we do it? And the only reason that we do say Hallel is it falls into the category of a minog, not something which is a chiyuv, not something which is obligatory. Again, unique to, to Rosh Chodesh. Now, that being the case, now we get to the other machlogas. Now, we haven't differentiated so far between the yachid and the tzibur. That was earlier in Tosos. But here, now that we say that we're going to be doing it as a minog, now the question arises about the recitation of the bracha. So says Tosos, of Machzor vitri. Machzor vitri is also one of the earliest uh, siddurim that we have. So he says, being that the recitation of hallow, on Rosh Chodesh, half hallow on Rosh Chodesh is just a minug. so lo mevarchin So that's why, that's the reason why we don't say a bracha. Kedamur perak lula like the in Sukkah says, ain mevarchin That any practice which is custom-based, rather than obligatory-based, obligation-based. So we don't say that, that the wording of a bracha, remember, is asher that you have sanctified us with your mitzvahs, and you have commanded us. So if you're doing something which is a command, then the wording of the bracha makes sense. Asher If something's only a minnav, nobody commanded you to do this. So if nobody commanded you to do this, you can't say the bracha v'tzivanu. So the Machs says, that's why you may, it may be a minute to say halal on Rosh Chodesh, but you would not say the bracha. Then he says, miu Omar Rabbeinu Tam. Rabbeinu Tam, however, disagrees. And we saw the tour already made reference to this. raya. That you have no proof from that particular gemara. "Da tilto vale Because there we're talking about specifically the practice of taking the arava, without going into all of the details of that, but the minag that they had of taking the arava in the of mikdash and then taking the arava after that to, to commemorate that, Ava a mitzvah. but if you're doing something which is a mitzvah, even if the mitzvah is custom-based, but it's still something which is considered a mitzvah, so pshita de mevrachin, So obviously it's pashat, says Rebbeinu that you go ahead and you say the bracha, and he brings a great proof. I mean, you could disagree, but he says, and I'll prove to you that this is so, because our whole observance nowadays, the Gemara and Be'a says, the reason why we celebrate the Chutz a second day of Yontif, even though we know exactly when Rosh Chodesh is, is only because it's an ancient minog that we have from our ancestors. So even though it's a minog to observe the second day of Yontif, yet we go ahead, Umavarch, Umavarchin. Yet we make Kiddush, and we say all of the brachas, and we say musaf, we say all the brachas which are which are, which are uh, which are part of davening and whatnot, as if it's an actual obligation, even though the observance of the day is only a minag. And therefore, since even though it's a minag, since the minag establishes a mitzvah, says that you're, you're performing a mitzvah on that minag day, or you're performing a mitzvah by doing that minag of saying halal, so vachanami mashum idemavarchim, he says, it implies, this indicates that you would say a bracha. And then he says, furthermore, he says, because if they were not, now he's going to go back to the Gemara and He's going to prove from the Gemara and in that incident of Rav, that it must be that they said a bracha on the minna. Why? Because if you were to say that you don't make a bracha, my, number one is, okay, we don't need that. He says, that one we don't need. He says, another proof that we say a bracha on something which is only a Rav. all the beknish is from that Gemara and is that Rav went to the shul. And we said that that he didn't realize that what they were doing was only a minug until they started skipping paragraphs. Ah, why didn't he notice right off the bat when they didn't say a bracha? If you never say a bracha on a minug, as soon as they start reading hollow without saying the bracha, Rav should have said right away, okay, it must be that they're just saying Kapitzlach to Hillam at this point. They're not doing a mitzvah, because if they were doing a mitzvah, they would have said a bracha. Rav didn't realize there's a minag till two or three paragraphs into Hallel. So it must be, v'im barchu betchila, a milo hirgish rav to have a minag So if they didn't say a bracha at the outset, why didn't Rav realize that, that they skip saying the bracha, and that itself is proof that it's a minag? It's clear that they did say a bracha before, before the recitation of halal And that's why Rav thought genuinely that they were planning on saying the whole halal And that's why he was ready to protest. And that's why he didn't realize that they were doing it because of a minag until they actually started skipping because they did say the bracha at the very outset. So that's the way Tosos goes ahead and, and frames things, and uh, what he's saying is that, um, that the issue of whether, and we're going to see this articulated clearly, but the issue of whether you're going to say a brach on howel revolves around this issue of this debate, whether or not we say a brach on something which is a minute. So, the Mach Vitri, for example, says we never say a e brach on an a minug. And therefore, since saying halal on Rosh Chodesh, the Gemara says, is only a minug, so you would not say a bracha. And Rabbein Tam disagrees and says, no, there are circumstances where we do say a brach on an a minug. And it's clear from the Gemara's kindness that that must be what they were doing. And therefore, Rabbein Tam advocates saying a brach on halal, again, whether it's a person by himself or whether it's a person with the tzibur. But Matam doesn't differentiate between an individual and a tzibur, and everybody's going to go ahead and do so. Okay, so now let's get ourselves closer to actual sholchanara. So now uh, the arach one of the good things that, uh, that we get from the arach is he oftentimes, uh, as opposed to the Mishabura, so the arach really begins from the outset of the sugya, and he actually develops the halacha from the gemara through the Rishonim up until halacha Lamaisa. So Mishabura doesn't trace it as methodically as the Aruch does. So sometimes, if you want to know the background to halacha, so a better place to look than the Mishabura would actually be the Aruch So here we have the Aruch HaShulchan. It's in Tavchav Base Sif Vav. See it over there, and we say Halabarosh Chodesh. So says the uh, uh, the Aruch HaShulchan Halabarosh Chodesh Eino It's only a Minog to say it Velo Midina. But it's not something which is mandatory, according to halacha. He says, because the only time that halal is mandated, you can actually say that it's a chi, that's an obligation, is either on yomtiv or on hanukkah. On days upon which Kalah Yisrael experienced miracles and salvation. So you need a miracle or a salvation to trigger a true obligation to say, how well and Rosh Chodesh doesn't have any of it. That's just the new month. There's nothing, uh, there's no salvation which happens on Rosh Chodesh per se. There's no miracle which happens on Rosh Chodesh per se. So there's no real reason to say it. So why do we say it? So he says, chach <laughs> He says the Minug is something, it's not like a recent Minug, you know, started in the 14th century or in the 10th century or something like this. This is a, a, a Minug which traces itself back to, uh, to the Gemara. Kedisib and like the Gemara and which we saw, the Gaonim Amru. And now he says an interesting thing. and This is part of what I wanted you to see. The Gaonim, so this is post the Gemara. In between the Gemara and the, uh, and the, uh, the Rishonim, so you have the era of the Geonim. So Amru, they say So you have a hint to the recitation of Hallel on in the last paragraph of uh, of Tehillim, where it says So that's the last paragraph. That's the last of the Halleluks which you say in Sukeh Zimra. So the Gonim point out if you look over there, base So the word a form of the word Hallelu appears twelve times in that paragraph. So what does that signify? That corresponds to the 12 months of the year. Now, your inclination at this point would be the 12 months of the year, the 12 Rosh Chodesh of the year, when we say halal. But don't make that mistake. I did when I first read it. But don't make that mistake because Rosh Hashanah is Rosh Chodesh we don't say halal. So there actually is one Rosh Chodesh when we don't say halal. But we're going to ignore that for now because it doesn't fit into what we want to say. So we're going to say that there's 12 times you have halal over there. And that corresponds to 12 Rosh Chodeshes. And then he says, Now, in Pesukah Dezimra, we actually say, twice. We repeat it twice. Mm-hmm. So the, recita- the repetition of that pasuk is to accommodate this year when there's an extra month, when there's a 13th month. So by saying that pasuk another time, so that incorporates even uh, 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 the leap, even Adar Shani into the equation. And now he says, that's what he takes from the Beis Yosef, and now he says another interesting uh, philosophical idea. He says, hatam Now the real reason it would seem why we say how An-Rosh Chodesh is, remez He says, the renewal of the, of the new moon is a hint to the circumstance of the Jewish people. And that's what we say he's going he's to mention, like we say in Birkas uh, Birk Alavana which we said on the, the Mozoi Shabbos, where we talk about how the moon is full and then it wanes and then it, gets, then it gets born again and it starts to get the larger and larger. So that is the history of the Jewish people, that there's times when we thrive and then we drop, and then we begin to grow again. So the moon is representative of our matzav, of our, our condition, that and it reminds us of the fact that no matter how low and how distant we may feel, so the lower we are, the more likely it is that we've now turned the corner, and we're now, our trajectory is now pointing upwards. like we say in Birkas so for that reason, the fact that we see that the Jewish people have the potential, the pendulum, to swing back in their favor, so the Rosh Chodesh is also a shtickle Yeshua. It's a little bit of a salvation. It reminds us of salvation. And therefore, and therefore the practice is to go ahead and say halo. So that... Is how the, the Aruch Hashulchan. That's where he says that the origin comes from. The hint to that in Tehillim, and why we would go ahead and say it, even though it's not mandated. Okay, good. So now, how are we going to go ahead and in this lamaisa? So now that we know that there's all sorts of uh, uh, all sorts of debates and whatnot in different issues. So at some point, we have to go ahead, and we have to uh, tomorrow morning we're going to wake up and we're going to have to say halal, whether we're in shul or whether by ourselves. So either way, we're going to have to decide, are we going to say halal? Are we going to say the bracha? So for halach l'maysa, as you all know, we turn to Shulchan Aruch to give us a definitive psaq. Everybody nod their heads. Yes, Shulchan Aruch is going to give us a definitive psak. Okay, let's see how definitive a psak we get. <laughs> the size of the paragraph should already be a hint to you. Shulchan Aruch says, this is in Tavchav, base, see base. Korin Halo bidiluk. So, the first opinion says we read half hollow, bain ben Whether you're davening by yourself, whether you're in shul davening together with the tzibur, either way, you're going to say a half hollow. V.A. Showman. Some people say, that if you are together with the tzibur, so then not only do you say hollow, but you'll also say the brach on hollow. And the correct brach is, Likro We say the bracha on the reading of Halel. Funny that now they finally get the correct wording over here. Let me just make sure. Likro Yeah. But then we say the bracha of Likro hawel. Then the Rama says that v'im birch ligmor. Let's say rather than saying the words Likro to read, you went ahead and Eden said ligmor to complete Halel, which is the wrong wording because we're not saying a full hollow, we're only saying half hollow. So if you said the wrong wording over there, the Rama says, so low big deal, and you can get away with uh, saying slightly wrong wording in the, uh, the brach. And we'll see what the issues are with that shortly. And then he says, and at the end, you say the brach of Yahalucha with, 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 that we do. But he says, now this says, the hayachid in But if you're saying hollow by yourself at home, Rosh Chodesh Nisan 2020. So then this opinion says that as an individual, you would not say the brachas. So this second opinion maintains that everybody says halal, whether you're in shul, whether you're by yourself, but whether you say a brachan halal, brachan halal is always said, butzibur, brachan halal would not be said if you're saying halal by yourself this was the definitive tsak. now there's opinion number three. The shomrim, lo This third opinion says that nobody says a bracha on halal, not at the beginning of halal, not at the end of halal, not by yourself and not with its sibor. So it sounds like a green eggs and ham. Not by yourself, not with its <laughs> Not, in the, not the bracha before, not bracha after. Somehow we'll make a rhyme out of it. And he says, zed das rambam And Shulchanuch says that this actually is the opinion of the Rambam, that nobody says a bracha on hallel. And the Shulchanuch of Yosef Karos confirms, he says, this in fact is the minog in Eretz Yisrael in the surrounding countries, Lebanon, Syria, perhaps even Egypt over there, that they would not say a bracha when they go ahead and say hallel on Rosh Chodesh. I didn't run downstairs to get my Sephardi center to see what's actually, uh, what, the, what, what appears there. But Shulchan Aruch says that that's the, the Rambam's opinion, and he confirms that that is the, the Machlokas. So the only thing everybody agrees to is that halal is going to be said, whether you're by yourself, whether you're with the tzibur, how the brachas are going to be said, whether nobody says the brach under any circumstance, or you say a bracha, only with your if you're with the tzibur, but if you're by yourself you don't say the bracha that was opinion numbers two and three and then the Rama comes along and he says Haga the yeish some people say the gam Yachid that even if you're by yourself excuse me you do say a bracha and that's the tour in the name of the rush Rabbeinu Tam. that's what we saw in the, the earlier sources. And then the Ramah confirms, he's not going to be outdone by the Shulchan Aruch saying, well, in our areas, every, nobody says a bracha. So the Ramah says, well, in our areas, everybody does say a bracha. So, ha. so there we have, they have a different practice between the Svaridim and Ashkenazim. And each one is going to remain loyal to their region and what the minnaq in that region is. But he says, but the Ramah does acknowledge that there's a machlokus about the matter. And he says, "In case anybody needs extra push, adam likros A person should make an effort to daven on Rosh Chodesh with the Tzibor. Why? so you can make the bracha together with the because it's you'll you'll um, um, satisfy more opinions." if you say the bracha together with the tzibor, rather than saying it by yourself in the privacy of your own home. Mm. So uh, by Rosh Chodesh specifically, there's an added reason why you would go ahead and you would say, uh, you would go to shul to say halal in order to satisfy this, uh, this, uh, this uh, last uh, uh, comment of the, of the ramah. So here we have uh, the definitive ruling as far as halal and halal with a, with a bracha. And we have these three different opinions and obviously, for most of us, I think everybody here, looking at those of you who are here, so we follow this opinion that the Ramah says at the end in terms of, uh, we say the bracha, regardless of whether we're in shul with the tzibor or whether we are by ourselves, I'm pretty sure, I didn't look up there also to confirm again, but I'm pretty sure by Chabad, they only say it in b'tzibor. If they're ever saying hollow by themselves, they don't say the bracha. So that would be like the uh, the the... Um uh the first opinion that the Shokara brings down regarding the bracha that an individual does not go ahead and say the uh, the brahas. Okay, now the Mishabura has some interesting things to say about this. Some of it we uh, is, is background, which you really know. But he says that some people say that Sha'afat sibur that the tzibor, this is the opinion of the Rambam, that even a tzibor does not go ahead and say the bracha. That nobody ever says a bracha on halal on Rosh Chodesh. So here, the Mishabur explains what we already really know. Because the reason why the source for saying halal on Rosh Chodesh is simply a minog, the lominadin, and it's not something which is mandated by halacha, who can now, like you explained earlier, and this opinion holds, the Rambam subscribes to the view of Vamin Haga that we don't go ahead and say a bracha on something which is just a minute. So that is the Rambam's opinion. And then he says, uh, uh, This is now the Ramah, that the Ramah is of the opinion, following Rabbi Utaman and Rosh, that, that everybody recites a bracha on Hallel on Rosh Kodesh, even if you happen to be davening by yourself. So this opinion maintains, explains the V'afagav even though Halen Rosh Chodesh is a minog, not, not universal, everybody agrees that it's only a minog. but this opinion maintains, v'asinu of there are many practices which ultimately are rooted in Minog, and yet we go ahead and we say the bracha on them anyways, and it should not be surprising to us that we would go ahead and you would, you would do so. It's interesting how this actually breaks down, this disagreement between the Rambam and Rabbeinu Tam about whether you're going to say a bracha on halal on Rosh Chodesh is the exact, and probably I I, I would uh, conjecture the exact same reason, but it it seems to be a parallel disagreement that they have about whether a woman who voluntarily does a mitzvah sasei shazman grama is going to recite a bracha on that. So Ashkenazim are of the opinion that when a woman takes the lul of an esog, she says the bracha al-nitil ha-slulav, by, uh, by sfardim so the Shulchanah is of the opinion, like the Rambam, that a woman does not say the bracha on that, being that it's not something which is obligatory, the Rambam seems to hold of the view that anytime you're doing something where you cannot honestly say vitzivanu that I was commanded to do this myth, so you can't say the bracha. So that's going to be true for women who voluntarily do a mitzvah sasei grama, and that's going to be true for everybody when saying haul on Rosh Chodesh, because you cannot honestly use the word vitzivanu. And Rabbeinu Tam and the Ramah consistently hold that you are allowed to go ahead and say a bracha in both of those cases. And Rabbeinu Tam explains, and I think the rush brings this down, but Rabbeinu Tam uh, I think it was the Russian, that they, he brings down that the word, that, that if you pay attention to the exact uh, grammar of the word, it doesn't say, asher kiddushanu b'mitzvah not being Hungarian over there, Vitzivani meaning that you commanded me to do the mitzvah, in the singular, we say vanu" in the plural, so at least by the mitzvah, so say shazman groma, so if, if a woman is not saying that you commanded me to do the mitzvah, it means that klal Yisrael was given this mitzvah, so it's not personalized necessarily. That really wouldn't work, I guess, by halal and Rosh Chodesh because nobody was commanded to go ahead and do so. But Rabbeinu Tam doesn't seem to be so caught up in the, uh, the, uh, the exact translation of the words of the bracha uh, to determine whether the bracha should be recited or not. Okay, so that is that basic disagreement. So now, even though we have this basic disagreement between the Mechaber and the Ramah about whether the bracha is going to be recited or not, Still says the Ramah concludes and says that a person should try and make an extra effort on Rosh Chodesh to be in shul. Why? Because that way you'll be able to say the bracha together with the tzibur. So what's the advantage of that? Why is that something that one should make an effort to do? So explains the mishabura. Because you want to try whenever you can. You want to try and satisfy as many opinions as you can, and since there are authorities who say that you would not say a bracha and challah when you're by yourself. So why start up with those opinions? Just go, go to shul, and then yeah, everybody will, you'll have more people agree that you should say the bracha. Then he said, now here's the interesting thing, which I'm not sure how much everybody knows. Oh, you, nobody here knows this halacha, because everybody here shows up on time. But this halacha, which is related for those people who show up to shul late, this idea that you're going to say that the, the the, um, the the motivation to want to say with the tzibor. So says the Mishabura, he says, For this reason, Achronim, right? You showed up while the Shah is in the middle of Khazar sah Right? So now by the, while while you're in the middle of Sukh Zimra, the tzibor is now saying halo. So what do you do? So most of us would say, okay, I'll say halal after I finish Essay. Let me finish Ezim. This gives me a chance to catch up. They'll, they'll sing and it'll take them longer. I'll catch up Sukinazimra will Kriashma's Mona Essay. By the time they get to the uh the to the hodu, so I'll be all caught up with them. I could dive in that quickly. I'll be all caught up with them and I'll uh, I'll be able to uh to uh to uh, to uh you know recalibrate. Says the words in the name of the Achronim, Yikra halal imatzibur. So really what you should do is, you should say hallo with the tzibur. This is even before you say barach shamar. You walk into shul and they're about to say hallo, say hallo with everybody, so that you could say the bracha together with them as part of the tzibur. And then go ahead and daven everything that you're going through. You're late anyways, so if you're late anyways, so you might as well hop around to say hallo with the tzibur, rather than using the time when the tzibur is saying hallo to daven to yourself. Because then you lose out the advantage of saying halal on Rosh Chodesh with everybody. And then he says, because, oh, they say even more so that the imu be of So you're in the middle of sukked zimra. you're just up to Ashray, and you look up and you say, oh my gosh, they're about to say, uh, they're about to say halal. So you interrupt, you stop in the middle of sukked zimra to join the tzibor in saying halal and reciting halal. Ah, everybody is wondering, I can see it in your faces, since when are you allowed to be mafzik? Since when are you allowed to interrupt in the middle of Sukkot and Zimrah? You're not allowed to do that. So says the mishabura. I know exactly what you're thinking. Dein's a hafzik. This is not considered to be a hafzik. Why is it not a hafzik? To Logar Mimizmorim from the Shabbos. Listen, you have regular weekday psukhat Zimra, Suddenly on Shabbos, we add an extra five, six, or seven paragraphs. Who said you're allowed to add extra paragraphs of halal, well, of, of tehillim in the middle of psukhat Zimra just because it's Shabbos? Why does Shabbos let you go ahead and add an extra paragraph? What we see is throwing extra paragraphs of tehillim in the middle of psukhat Zimra must be that it's not a hefsikh, it's not an interruption, it's just more praise. Therefore, why should you be able to go ahead and do so on? On uh, Rosh Chodesh as well. Uh, what about the fact that if you're going to say if you're in the middle if you're up to Ashrei and the Tzibur is about to start saying Hallel, they're going to say a bracha. Do you say a bracha with them? So says Meshivurah. No, that you don't have to do. You're not going to go ahead and say Hallel uh, the bracha on Hallel before or after. I, uh, the whole point of saying it with the Tzibur was to chaperain the bracha. So Xlayzvah Shagura he says, the Yodsei, he says, you're going to be Yodse, the Birak Shamar You already have essentially a bracha before and after halal when you end up saying it in the middle of, of zimra. because Baruch Shamar is the bracha before Sukhada Zimra, and Ishabah is the bracha afterwards, and those are essentially just brachas on praise. So since anyways, it's going to be said in between, sandwiched in between two brachas on praising Hashem, so you don't have to go ahead and say it a regular bracha. But he says, now he reminds us, don't get all excited, The zeh b'halo de Rosh Chodesh. This, these uh, halachas, which we just read about saying it before Pesuket of or the middle of Pesuket of that's only going to be true with regards to halal on Rosh Chodesh. she's poskimed in levar halav due to the fact that there's some posting will say that if you were to say hollow by yourself, you wouldn't say a bracha altogether. But on those days where you complete hollow, Pesach is coming up and Shavuos is coming up and whatnot. Where on your actual yam and tovim, everybody says you're obligated to say hollow, Then a lomar Then you don't go ahead and say hollow together with the tzibur in the middle of your psuket Zimra. Because we don't want you to forfeit the recitation of the brachas. So you have to show up in Shalom Rosh Chodesh, so you can say it with the tzibur. In anyant, if you have to show up on time, because if you don't show up on time, so then you're not going to be able to say it together with everybody else because you can't interrupt Suge Azimra Zimra in order to say it so that you don't lose out those brachas. Um, okay, we'll do these uh, last... Uh, uh, it's, really, it's three sources, but it's two points. So, now with regards to the wording of the bracha. So, remember, if you look back in Shulchan Ars language, so mm-hmm. he said, uh, um, uh, So the wording, at least on Rosh Chodesh, he said, is they're going to use the wording that I'm going to read the halo. It's not ligimor, gimel memresh, gimel but it's really going to be likro, which means to read. Now, elsewhere, this is now. Tavpechas is in the halachas of Pesach. So, in the order of Shulchan Aruch, so Pesach is the first yantif which is addressed by Shulchan Aruch. So, here Shulchan Aruch says, shachris the Knesses. So, this is the morning after the Seder. So, everybody comes to Shul. Vikarin has Zmeros Shoshabis. We say a regular Shabbos Psukkin Azimra rather than a weekday Psukkin Azimra and um, and we go ahead and we say regular yont of shachris. And he says, and we say a full halal, and we read likros So here also the misha the uh, says we had before likro Here it's likros a which is essentially the same thing. But again, he had, the Shuchnarch emphasizes that the wording is going to be the wording of the Brach is, is to read halal. Rather than to complete hollow, why do we go ahead and keep emphasizing the fact that we're reading hollow rather than completing hollow? So on Rosh Chodesh, we actually don't complete hollow because we don't say only half hollow. So we understand why over there you may not say the word league but Pesach, we do say a full hollow, at least the first day of Yant, if we say a full hollow. So if we're saying a full hollow anyways, why not use a wording which is more precise in which captures what the mitzvah is, which is to say the whole hollow? So the Berhetev says, he just says it more concisely than the, uh, than the other sources. He says, the low Ligmor, the source 8 over here, he says, do not use the wording of Ligmor to finish Hallel. Why? The Oas Because maybe you'll be reading it so quickly, and you'll end up skipping a word. As you turn the page, you miss a word, or you may end up missing a letter or something else. And if you set yourself up in the bracha by saying, I'm completing Hallel, then we expect you to actually complete your halo. cross your uh, your t's, dot your eyes, make sure you get every letter in there and every word in there. And if you don't do so, so then maybe you didn't do the mitzvah because your your commitment was Ligmor es a to finish it, and you didn't finish it because you skipped a couple of words here or there. V'havi brachel and that would constitute a brachel because you didn't do what you set out to do, and therefore uh, the uh, the uh, the. Uh, uh, the wording of Hallel is always going to be Likro Esa Likros, halal, regardless of when it's Rosh Chodesh and we're actually saying half halal, or even Anayyantif, when we're saying a complete halal. Either way, we don't want to set ourselves up and make a commitment, which we may not be able to fulfill, and therefore we keep it that language. Okay? Thank you. Okay, now one last thing, nothing at all to do with Hallel, just something that my, as I said, my Charusa came upon, and it's just like it's a it was it's a fascinating idea. I don't know where it came from. How you come up with uh, such things? Not because it's wrong. It's just because I, I just had never thought of it before. But he says Musaf Shorosh Chodesh. This is the Birkei Yosef. So this is the Gon Chida. So he says, and this you'll think about this tomorrow morning when you say Musaf. So the Gon Chida says Musaf sha Chodesh roch el Imenu Tiknu Tikantuha. So who is the one who composed? The Musaf of Rosh Chodesh, it was none other than Rachali Meinu. Now that's interesting. We know Shachris is Avram Avinu, and we know Mincha is Yitzvak Avinu, and we know Yaakov went ahead and made Marv. And there are those who say that Yosef Azadik was the one who created Musaf. Musaf Yosef, you have similar letters in there that he's the one who added the additional prayer of Yantip. And now all of a sudden, out of nowhere, out of left field, we're going ahead and we're saying that Rachel Menu. maybe that's where Yosef got it from, from his mother, but Rachel Menu was the one who went ahead and, this is really for Tuesday night, they said that she was, she was the one who composed the wording of the Bracha for Rosh Chodesh. What was her inspiration? Because she also had Nevua or divine inspiration, and she saw Shasidos Nesheha Midbar Shaloli Kashal Ego. And she foresaw that the women uh, in the in the generation that that leaves Mitzrayim and is there present at Man Torah, and then they have that terrible incident called the Egel Hazav. So Rachel uh, Imenu saw that the women are not going to participate. The husbands are going to say, "Hey, do you want to donate some gold to make an Egel Hazav?" And they're going to say, "Hey, you want to jump in the lake?" So they're going to go ahead and they're going to refuse, and they are going to they are right, and they uh they, they refused to do so, and therefore, she went ahead and she made a yantif. right? That's why Rosh Hash is considered to be a woman's yantif because they didn't participate in the Egel. So she foresaw already the fact that women are not going to go ahead and do so. And therefore, she added an, an extra prayer in honor of those women who refused to participate in the cheta egel. And this is where, it's Tuesday night-ish, he says, He says, and now, as we know, that back in the day, when you wrote, when you composed the tefillah, so it was always considered to be appropriate to embed your name into the prayer itself. Rashi Tevas and all sorts of different things, different ways that you find the name. So here, the Birka Yosef says, Rachel Menu put her name into the prayer. Where do we see her name is there? Ramza Shema? she alluded to her name, but Rashi Tevas. the opening words of the brach is, Rashi Chadashin La'amcha, Resh Ches lamed. So there you see, clear as day, that Rachel's name is right there at the outset of the, uh, of, of the tefillah. Then he goes and the rest of it is just the source uh, where the Birka Yosef uh, took this from. But it's a fascinating idea to consider that Rachel Imenu was the one who went ahead and composed this in order to celebrate the achievement of the women in the, in the time of the, uh, the Midrash, the time of the Chaita Egel, their refusal to, uh, to participate. And therefore, she wrote this, uh, this Musa prayer in their, uh, in their honor. All righty? So that is what we got. So don't forget next week uh, next week I will uh, be in Eretz So I am not